0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power of White Podcast with your host, Jeanette Collazo. Today, we have a very interesting episode. Today, I want to talk about memory failures, attention failures. A lot of people always ask me, you know, why is it that people forget? What can I do about it? Why is it that people are not paying attention and what can we do about it? So this is a topic that is pretty hot, if you will, because a lot of organizations understand very clearly what to do when they have issues with procedures, when they have issues with, you know, human factors engineering, training, and so forth, but from the very operation control standpoint. Now, when it comes to memory and attention and what can I do so you don't forget or what can I do to make sure you're paying attention, that becomes a different story. And usually organizations are very good at fixing human factors, but when it comes to individual performance, which again leads to memory and attention failures, that's the moment in which things get a little tricky because now it's not just about very hard, specific categories like you know procedures being used or procedures incomplete in those cases you either enforce the use or you you complete your procedures but when it comes to memory and attention it's a little bit tricky and I'm gonna tell you all about it right now. Part of these questions come from when I'm doing training or when I'm with a client in which they ask me, at what point is the person to blame? And here's the thing, this question is always going to come up because most of the times when I do my training and consulting, the way I explain that human error can be controlled is by incorporating human factors in our systems. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do anything with people. To give you an example, if I'm making mistakes associated to documentation when reading and recording quantitative information from unannunciated displays, for example, then you would have to consider what type of displays do you have. For example, if I'm going to document from an analog meter, is totally different than documenting from a digital readout, and that doesn't have to do anything with the person. In this case, I address the, the type of interface that I have, and then I make changes to make it easier for the person to read and record that quantitative information. So it's more about the the work design more than about people. But when it comes to people specifically, then things get a little trickier. So starting with that, let's talk About that moment in which we get like stuck. Okay. Like I said before, and I have talked about this tool. It's called the root cause determination tool. It is in Instagram and in Facebook. You can find it there. Otherwise you can send me an email to the power of why podcast at gmail.com and I can send you the tool. That tool is basically, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it again because I don't know if people understand what I'm giving you here. That tool has 100% of the reasons why people make mistakes. You should be asking for it, like screaming for it, because all the answers are there. And most of what we have in that tool, I discuss in the podcast. So you can actually make use of that tool if you want to start implementing human error reduction techniques. So as part of the tool, there is one category that it's a little bit more into focusing on the person as opposed to focusing on systems and operation controls. And that category is category number nine and is individual performance. Now, the people and the ones that are, you know, a little bit familiar with the tool, and I'm going to tell you, if not, when you take a look at the tool, you will see that that tool is created in a 5Y type of cascading process. Okay. So I'm basically going from general to specific. So I can explain why people make mistakes. And then I will use the same tool from specific to general to avoid mistakes. Okay. So it's a kind of a double use or reversible, (laughs) reversible tool. Well, I never used that before. Now it's going to be a biggie because you can use it, you know, forward or backwards, and it will give you different results, even though it's the same information. So let's Let's take category number nine. And in category number nine, we have individual performance. And individual performance, we only have up to near root causes. We really don't have root causes in the root cause determination tool. Because again, it's a 5Y and I start with, you know, causal factor, problem type, cost category, near root cause, and root cause. Now, when it comes to individual performance, we don't have the root causes in the root cause determination tool. We have it in a secondary tool, which is the one that I want to talk about today, which is cognitive load. But in this case, when it comes to the root cause determination tool, we end with the near root causes. And the near root causes are three, which is slips, mistakes, and violation. When it comes to slips, what we're referring to is... These things that happen once in a while is a real, for real, sporadic event, not a sporadic event like I usually see, that we have a thousand sporadic events. No, in this case, it's really unique. It's a rare occurrence in which a slip, meaning a, a lapse in our brain, takes over and we basically miss something. But at this point, in terms of definition, the way we define it in the tool is a memory or attention failure, again, rare, and it's an intentional action. Based in our data, less than 5% of your events are going to be related to slips. Now, why do I say this? Because again, it should be sporadic. You shouldn't see it often. If you see it often, it's not a slip. There is something else happening, okay? And it's one of those things that In my practice, I don't recommend doing anything about it. You really don't make norms for exceptions and slips are exceptions. Now, a lot of people might tell me, well, but the person forgot to document this very critical parameter. Well, then I would have to evaluate what was the trigger for the person to do that documentation because if it's that critical, you have to know that you can't trust memory. So if a slip occurred, most of the times it's because there is something missing either a checklist or some type of trigger that will assure that the operator or the technician is doing that documentation. Then the second near root cause of individual performance will be a mistake. And a mistake, it's an intentional action. It's a failure in judgment or inferential process, no harm intended. So I do have another definition from mistake over here. And this is part of Hallinan's book. It says that mistakes are misunderstanding of the meaning or implications of something. So when it comes to individual performance that I made a mistake, what I have to do is make sure that people understand, right? The meaning of what it's happening so they can make better decisions. So in, when we are talking about mistakes, it differentiates from a slip because a slip is a lapse in memory. It's a lapse of, it's something associated to my brain. When it comes to mistake, there is a lack of information more into the intentional moment in which I'm going to make a decision, but I'm using information that most likely is not, you know, the, the, the information that I need. So coaching would be my responsibility recommendation when it comes to mistakes okay so when it comes to slips recommendations to do nothing because you don't want to create norms for exceptions when it comes to mistakes then you have to look a little further and do some coaching because there is a lot that we can do in that sense and then the third one which will be violation Now, violation is something that you do intentionally knowing the consequences and trying to get away with it. So, in this case, never harm intended. You know, let me be clear. Again, there's no harm intended. There is this thought that I know that if I don't do this rinse, I might get, you know, some type of residue, but I'm sure that I can do it and still it won't matter because it won't happen to me. So there is a certain overconfidence. It's intentional. You, you really think you are going to get away with it. Never an intention to do harm. And most of the times it's something that has happened before. So the consequences are known. So by definition, violation is an intentional action where the consequences were known or a repeated event, but no harm intended. So I know we've been talking about all of these, we've been talking about intentional errors and intentional errors and the relationship with cognitive load. We're going to keep it until, you know, right now for today. In the next episode, we're going to discuss the paper that I was talking about and the categories for cognitive load. So thank you so much for listening. Next episode is going to continue with the topic at hand, and I guess we hear each other soon. Thank you so much. And